Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Self-destruct. What time is the danger? What time is the danger? It's time to begin the football weekend. And as they say in Tinseltown, roll up. This is a football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. They had pride. They had talent. They had hats and t-shirts. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. 24 Reno. Monday, 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 Monday. Look at the eight. Look at the eight. Happy Football Friday, everybody. What is happening? Pretty fired up. You're fired up for a football weekend? I am. We have a lot of things we got to talk about today. We do. I'm a little overwhelmed right now. I'm not going to lie. And I would like to give a shout-out to the truck on 205 who let me uh, merge into the exit lane to get onto 84 this morning. Ah, your last-second uh, merge guy, huh? I w- do you guys ever have that, like, when you're driving in and you're, like, starting to have conversations about the show? Do you ever talk to yourself? Uh, yeah, from time to time. Not, not often. I okay. do a lot in my head, but sometimes okay. I'll talk it out to hear how... Like, how is this going to sound? I got an yeah, like, argument I want to make. Because you get, you, get you get the take, right? Yeah. You have a take and, or an opinion on something in football. Yes. And yeah, you understand what you mean with whatever you think, but <laughs> right. you want to word it out. You want to enunciate it. Uh, yeah. And I was doing that in the truck this morning, and then I looked up and I realized... I'm not in the exit lane to get on 84 right now. Mm. I'm just going to continue driving on 205 North for God knows how long. And thankfully, I noticed it right at the last second. I got to like go blinker. Then I'm in that like weird gray area where it's like not really a lane and the lane's curving away. And there was a pickup truck that slowed down and let me in. And I gave him the wave, said, yeah. thank you. So I would like to give that guy a shout out. I made it on time because of him. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> he's and he's pre- like, I remember this guy. He's a P1. That's the jackass that cut me off. It's like, dude, I don't know. I'm, I might have been in Vancouver by now. I just call in, do the show on the phone. I, I don't know if you guys could tell. You probably can because I'm, I'm sometimes not good at concealing emotion. I can, uh, from time to time, you can read how I'm feeling. And yesterday, I rolled in with about four minutes before the show. Mainly, I was running late, and I I had to do the thing I hate the most, and that was I had to cut the Uh, divider, you know, where it goes from 84 to either I-5 north or south. Yeah, that line was like past the Lloyd Center exit, and I'm like, I ain't got time for this, so I'm going to weasel my way in. And look, it, well, I didn't cut anybody off. Sure, that's fair. As long as you're not cutting somebody off, you're okay. You just had one of those like 
gaps where one person didn't go and the line was moving. Sure. And so I was just like, Weep. I'm just going to fit in right here. And- See, I'll give you the grace here. I feel like this is the equivalent of leaving dog poop on the side. Like, event, like everybody in their life at one point will have a time where your dog poops and you're like, oh, God. And you start patting the pockets, and maybe you're not in your neighborhood. You drove there. like Two weeks ago, ran right? out of bags. It's going to happen. I was like, right? no. It's going to happen to the best of us. But there are too many dog poops on the ground for that to be every time somebody doesn't pick up poop. Like 97% of those are oh. just laziness and sheer, I don't care about other people. And in your case, I feel like 97% of people cutting over late are jackasses. Yes. But we all, we're all going to have our times. We're all going to have our days where you're mm-hmm. just running late. You got to get to work on time. And you got to unfortunately be that guy. Uh, the worst was two weeks ago, ran out of bags, went back the next day to pick it up. It was ugh, awful. Ugh, I don't want to talk about that. Ugh. Speaking of uh, dog poop, Swigard maintains <laughs> last night bad football. Can't believe I watched bad football with Bryce Young against yeah. Tyson Bagent. Yes, this is why I will make the argument that I often try and make on this show. You know what was more entertaining? Uh, well, the NBA the had some cracking avalanche. Yeah, yeah, hockey was, was going on. I mean, you had yeah, options, I thought we were saying so. in a football bubble here. Oh. I thought we were doing the football thing. Sorry. Uh, l- come on, Louisville, Virginia. I didn't watch top, much of that. Top one. eleven team down late in the fourth quarter, scored two touchdowns in the final two minutes. I have I saw that they won, but I just don't have interest <laughs> in watching Virginia play football. I don't okay. know what that is. That's fair. That's uh, fair. I got I got no argument against that. And I know Louisville was in a bit of a scare there, but they got out of it and they figured yeah. out. So the, the argument there would be college football. Pro, you know, sometimes it's a better product. It was more entertaining than that Bears Panthers game last night. Would you have rather watched uh, Dan Campbell? arm wrestle at midfield against Tyson Bajan's dad <laughs> than the actual football game. Do you know Tyson Bajan's dad yes. is a world-renowned yeah. arm wrestler? Learned that yeah. last night on the broadcast. Thank you, Amazon. Oh, that was the first time you learned it. I had never seen that before, uh, no. No, I had heard that before in some capacity. He did an interview on Bajan's first start. The NFL Network sent, uh, he's a pretty boy, but he's not a very big guy. What's his name? What's his name? Pelissaro? I want to okay. say it was Pelissaro. He's a pretty boy. <laughs> well, you not look him a up. very big guy. He's, he's He's got great wow. hair. That should be his new Twitter bio. He's got a <laughs> he's never got, booking him as yeah. a guest again. Oh yeah, pretty boy, not very big. Oh, no, huh? really? he's, he's okay. got he's got great hair. He's got a great face for television. But when you zoom out, his body type screams, "I don't lift weights ever or eat anything." He's mm. just very. Uh, he doesn't look strong. Anyways, they That's did fair. a piece on his dad, and his dad is his dad's kind of intense, and he's like. All right, let's go. <laughs> Puts his hand on the table, and he just mopped the floor with Pelissaro with both hands. And they, I guess he just he's one of the best arm wrestlers in the world. And I thought watching this game, I'd rather watch him arm wrestle Dan Campbell to see what happens here. It was a reminder that there's a lot of bad football out there. There's a lot of bad football that exists, and it's okay to label bad football bad football. I only watched that game and stayed... <laughs> committed to that game was because I gambled on the Panthers, and that was the only thing that kept me around. If I did not have any money on that game last night, I probably would have turned it off in the third quarter. Yeah, but this is my response to Swigert. That was bad football. There's no doubt. And I want to get to something on Bryce Young here. Oh, isn't most of what we watch really kind of bad football? Like, yeah. how much football do you watch in a week? When you're, I watch some great football. 
I think there can be combination. Like, it doesn't have to be high scoring to be great football. Like, you can watch a good two good defenses go head to head. Like, that was just bad offensive football. But I yeah. see. I think there's those a, teams both just are whole, like those might be the two worst teams in the NFL. Cardinals peeking their head around the corner saying yeah, Patriots. I mean, and maybe the Pats end up getting there, but that's like smacking ladies in the Boston suburbs. Like, it's one thing to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walk of shame for Bill. It's one thing to watch like defensive slugfest. Like Bills and Bengals got off to a seven-seven start right out of the gate. You're like, this could be a shootout, and it didn't end up being a shootout. But that was still a relatively good game. They kept you. There were big plays, and I, there, I was emotionally invested in it. Watching two of the worst teams in the league, it's just, ugh, it's just bad. I watched a film session on Buffalo, and I thought it was interesting watching it about how bad Josh Allen has been in some of these games with some of the throws. And how defenses are kind of luring him into making some of the throws. Mm -hmm. My only pushback to both of you, even though you're the only one that explained bad football, good football, whatever, I think the only difference between saying I like watching a good defensive football game versus this is bad football is the name of the quarterback. Yes. That is the only dividing line between saying bad football or good defensive slugfest because you could absolutely classify last night as a defensive game but you won't because Tyson Bajan and well, Bryce Young are the quarterback but Joe Burrow and Josh Allen do it and it's like this is great defensive football and that's the only difference in all of this I would also add I think both teams have horrible defenses don't they Statistically, yes. Okay, yeah, so that's yeah. that's the other component that I would well, add to that, that argument. The Bears did, but get, that's my point. Like well, the, the Browns Bears did get sweat in there and looked. Uh, yeah, it's hard to judge because <laughs> there's not much around. The them. Panthers are just so bad. But see, the Browns. You were going to bring the Browns up, right? I was. Yeah. Deshaun Watson sucks. He does. He's horrible. So are they in great defensive football games, or is their quarterback suck and their defense has to play a lot? It's a combo. I like watching Cleveland's defense play. Watching their offense play makes me want to burn my eyeballs. Like, their offense is really tough to watch. And that's just bad offensive football. But when Cleveland holds teams down, I saw that Bill Barnwell had a great tweet last night where he basically said, when the Panthers on that last drive, they got to a first and 30. At a first and 30, I believe, after two penalties, they had like a holding penalty and an offensive yeah. PI penalty. And then they picked up the first They ended down. up getting the first down. But on first and 30, with time running out at the end of the quarter or two-minute drill, wherever they were at, they ran the football on first and 30 with the game on the line. And I think they picked up two yards to set up second and 28. Like, I just, I can't, I can't handle that. There was also bad coaching decisions, too, that added two bad football on top Why of it. Why would you kick a 60-yard exactly. field goal in 22-degree weather? <laughs> exactly. I don't know how cold it really was, but it looked like it was freezing it's in Chicago. Chicago. In November, man. That's the way it's going to work. I, like, are you on my side yet on Frank Reich? Or are you still like giving him some? I think I'm on your side. Thank you. I'm not on your side on Doug Peterson, but I think I'm getting there on Frank. Well, Reich. no, I don't think Peterson and Reich are the same. No, no, I know you I, don't. But your levels, but yeah, yeah, you're not a full believer in Doug yes. Peterson, yes. and I am That's a full fair. believer in Doug Peterson. But that was it. Just <laughs> when you when you watch two bad teams go head to head and they can't do anything, it it can be frustrating. And I, Bill Barnwell had a tweet last night where he said, "How many drives would it take?" the Carolina Panthers, to score a touchdown against the Cleveland Browns defense. And then I started thinking, two, like, two games? I don't know how, like, how many games until they finally break through. Because their only touchdown in that game was a punt return, which yeah. they had right out of the gate. And you're like, hey, Carolina's going to win this thing. And then they couldn't get a first down the rest of the game. Amazon, can we not put false flag labels on a punt return touchdown? Yeah, what you was had that me all about? I was worried. I'm it's like, a, oh, I'm going to lose the touchdown. Yeah, yeah. me too. I don't know. They saw something on the field. They put the graphic up. Ben Solak, who uh, works for the Ringer, he wrote this last night during the game. There's a lot wrong with the Panthers' offense. There's no two ways around that. 
but you really would like to have seen more from the first-round quarterback by this point, especially the first overall pick, especially when you traded up for him, and that's okay to admit out loud to. I, I don't know about that. I, I'm, I, I mean, I, I was out on him before the draft, and I know not all of that situation is great. The offensive line is bad. His They traded his best target that he could have potentially had, right, for them to draft him. I like his running backs, Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. Those are good players. I, I just, what are we, what are you holding on to with him? What has he shown you at all? He can only throw like six-yard out passes. He can't step into the pocket and read the field. I don't think he can make the requisite throws that he needs to in the intermediate lengths of the field. Mm-hmm. I, I I know some people aren't going to give up on him, and that's okay. I'll, I'm willing to be a little wrong here. I'm rooting for him because I think it's cool when small quarterbacks have success. He's just too small. And I was out on the draft. I didn't understand the trade-up for him. And I've continued to follow this season. I I just don't see any evidence unless you create some high-tempo offense that allows him to basically dump the ball off to playmakers very quickly and let them get out in space. Yeah, I, they're going to have a really hard time building around him because they they handicap themselves with the trade. Like you would have Carolina would after that loss last night. One of the what the second overall pick in the draft if they still had their pick this mm-hmm. year. Think about what you could go get with that, or what you could trade that for for a team that wanted a quarterback. Now I know they need they wanted Bryce Young, and so that was the price to to. Well, pay the, owner the, the owner did. The owner did because right Frank Reich's come out and said a couple things like, "Hey." Uh, the offense isn't my decision anymore, and I don't know how much I... Re- he kind of indicated that he didn't really yeah. want him. He wanted more Stroud stuff, a bigger body guy. And that Tepper, I mean, we we celebrated that that new ownership. We went celebrate, but we talked about the new ownership group when they got Richardson out. Mm-hmm. That guy's been terrible. He's been all... He hasn't done anything. I, I will just say this, though. I, I agree with the opinion, and I shared it with you going into the draft. Like, I just don't really see it with Bryce Young. I also, like, I hate when we do this. <laughs> He is a rookie mm-hmm. doing the hardest thing in all of professional sports. Yes. On a horrible team with a horrible offensive line. With, who's his best wide receiver? Go ahead. Anybody? Adam ahead. Thielen. Yeah, Thielen. Adam Thielen. Who everybody kind of thought was a little He's washed like up. He's like 39 years old and he can run in, in routes. Like that's what, Congratulations. That's your best wide receiver to throw to. And as we just discussed, not really sold on his head coach either. No, I don't like And so like this dude is undersized with a bad offensive line doing the hardest thing in sports and he's struggling and it's like, ah, he's a bot. Like... But how quickly can you lose, can the quarterback lose the confidence to be able to turn the career around? That's the other part of this that Maybe nobody happens, talks about. Here's what I will say. I thought last night they did a good job to try and support him in showing the graphic of other number one picks in recent years and how bad they were and how For many sure. games that they yeah, lost. Stafford was awful. Stafford was terrible. Go back to Jared Troy Goff. Aikman. Go look Aikman at Jared Goff. One in 15. Yes. They threw Goff him in. They know they threw him into a no win situation. Trevor Lawrence had Urban Meyer and he was terrible yeah. as a rookie. Like Burrow was the only only one that they put on the list that you're like, all right, he was okay, but then he tore his ACL after like four games. So a lot of number one picks have sucked butt and then turned out to be okay. I don't even think that's going to happen with Bryce Young. All I'm saying is, like, let's give the kid more than seven games. You're not wrong. You also named quarterbacks that aren't 5'8", 120 pounds. That's totally like, That's the unfortunate part of totally that situation. Fair. It's hard to build around that. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a football Friday, as you can tell from the opening segment today. We are live on YouTube.com backslash 1080thefan. Thank you for hanging out with us very early this morning. We're all fired up, man. I've been arguing with you since I was in my truck at 630. Let's go. Or 530. <laughs> Did I make any good arguments in the truck? No, I want all of them. <laughs> yeah, I okay. want every single that, one. That tracks. Yeah. Uh, but we'll spray line at 830. Get those spray line sponsors into the Vancouver Ford text line. Let's start with a little bit of local taste. Which game is going to catch our eyeballs more? That's next on The Fan. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, uh, inspired by a comment made on the show, we have uh, inserted Dirt's workout playlist today. <laughs> this is the first track. Here's what here's what needs to happen. I'm going to do this for next Friday. I don't okay? know how you listen Are to you this. Are you cleaning or See, no. jerking with this? Uh, what? Well, excuse me? Yeah, <laughs> your workout's doing the clean and jerk. <laughs> the clean and jerk? Yeah. That's a weightlifting like discipline. I mean, I, I know the exercise, okay. but yeah. why, why would you say I it know like what that? you speak of, but <laughs> I know you he need loves... to use that phrase at 6.19 a.m. We know he's I... wearing the Oregon sweatshirt today. I love but... my school, but Jesus, not that much. A clean and jerk. Now, no, here's, here's the issue, though, okay? So a lot of the... Daisy Duck? <laughs> a lot of the good... Oh, that was a good duck sound. Oh, yeah. That was pretty solid. <laughs> so you got to go with like more of the like the fight songs are fine. A couple of fight songs are okay. Yeah, it's more of like the like the drum line and the things that they play during the game. Those are more like fight songs. Ninety seven percent of them suck, mm. and they're slow. And it's just like yeah, I'm not running to that. So what I'll do is I have like an hour's worth of things on my Spotify. Yeah, and I'll do those for next Football Friday. I'll record them in and we'll we'll play those so you can get a taste of what I'm working out to. <laughs> I had an uncle I'll tell you the kind of family I grew up around. <laughs> I had an uncle that uh, one of the holidays, Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. I remember we were talking about the Disney characters, and my uncle basically was like, he didn't call it motorboating, but he said if Donald Duck put his face between boobs, he'd just go, <laughs> just shake his head back and forth. And I remember being like, I don't know, I was seven to ten or something. And I remember just looking like, what the hell am I listening to right now? He was ahead of his time. I think that's a big porn category now. <laughs> he should have started that off 30 years ago, man. Would have made a lot of money. Is there a Dropbox? It's just a yeah. motorboat? Yeah. I think Donald Duck. <laughs> All right. Uh, very quickly, uh, before we get to college, very quickly. Yeah. Am I alone in the I'm already tired of the Jason Kelsey mandatory interview in-game, sexiest man alive, according to People Magazine, and also acting as if the Philadelphia Eagles have created the quarterback sneak because they call it the tush push. 
Is anybody else picking up on this? I have seen quarterback sneaks my entire life. There's schematically doesn't look any different. They just execute it better. Yeah. And so I'm kind of getting tired of listening to football people just talk about the Eagles as if they invented the quarterback sneak. What the hell are we doing here? Brady used to execute this thing flawlessly in New England. He did. Before yeah. that, they were doing this in the 90s. Why are we acting like the Eagles invented the quarterback sneak? It's they getting just, kind of annoying. They just perfected it. No, they didn't. The, the Patriots ran it at a 99 success clip mark when Brady was the quarterback. Yeah, he's one of the all-time greats. It's, it's a sneak. ridiculous take that they made the play or that they've run it the greatest of all time. It's dumb, and I'm kind of getting annoyed if you can't tell. Also, a little disrespectful to rugby. It, it really a, is. I mean, it's a yes. rugby. The way yes. that they run it, that's the only it's difference. Brady Brady was smart with the snap count and the timing of it and picking the gap between the center and he the guard. He was great like, at he it. He was elite at yes. that. But his quarterback sneaks were slightly different. The, the Eagles is more, it's a rugby scrum is what it is. Cool. They're doing the USC at Notre Dame play. Sure. I mean, that's Saw that in 04. Like, that's not the Eagles. It's the funny thing of, like, they them inventing <laughs> that play. If you're a rugby player, you got to be watching that like, dude, we've been, this is what our sport is. We do this all the time in our sport. This is, <laughs> I see this every weekend so Nick Sirianni watched the bush push and said I'm gonna make a play and call it the dush push <laughs> like that was what happened and then everybody just gave him credit for it. it's unbelievable anyways I'm sorry the eagle thing is annoying to me win a Super Bowl and then act like you run the entire league of football <laughs> they were close we'll yeah see well, if you they lost get back this year. you lost the Niners have been close they lost they have uh what game do you think is going to entertain you more this kind of goes back to our original conversation of that is ugly football, or that was a great defensive game. Do you think Utah U-Dub or USC-Oregon is going to keep us a little more, you know, glued to the TV? I think it'll be USC-Oregon simply because I, I fear that if Washington is able to get a little bit of a lead at some point, 10, 13, 14 points, Utah just doesn't possess the kind of offense that can catch up. USC always has the potential. Against that defense, it can't? Yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. Not the way that they play. I, USC always has the big play potential, so unless Oregon's up like 28 in the third quarter, right? which isn't out of the realm of possibilities, I'm not I'm No, not if Landon can that. do it, he'll do it. Um, but... I, there's still that big play capability of USC that will keep you hanging around and the potential for it to be closer than is comfortable down the stretch. Okay, Dirt? Yeah, I I, I, I don't disagree with the take. I think the fear that I would have on USC side of this argument is I could totally see there being a strong quit factor in that locker room of like, we like they're going to come out with all this. We, got, we still have a lot to play for and everything's still in front of us. It's like, yeah, not really. <laughs> If you win this weekend, sure, maybe maybe you're still alive, but you need a lot of the things to, to fall your way. I could totally see that being a team who just fired their D coordinator, who doesn't have a lot of belief, whose goals in the preseason were to play for a national title and to win the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. And if you're down by 24 at halftime, like that that second half could get <laughs> ugly, right? Like I, I don't think you're going to come out and get a grade-A championship effort from USC in the second half with a fire defensive coordinator. For that reason, I, I will go Washington and Utah. I, just, I, I think it has a chance to be a closer game throughout the course of it. 
because of Washington's defense. I do think Utah is going to be able to run the football on them. And and I, I think there's a, there's the opportunity there for just some tightness uh, for the Huskies, where I just I have a hard time seeing it with Oregon and USC. I mean, we'll break the game down today. But yeah, I, I just I, I have a feeling that Utah and Washington is going to be more competitive in the fourth quarter than Oregon and USC is, and so for that reason, I'll say it's going to be more entertaining. Well, I, I also leaned Utah UW when I thought about this yesterday. Uh, certainly, Caleb showing up and USC surprising people in their effort and. Maybe they're tied at 24-all going into the fourth quarter or something. Like, yeah, then uh, I'm in. But I was thinking about just the styles. And I keep saying this week after week, but I think it's really true, especially at the top of the Pac-12 race. Styles make fights. You said something on Monday or Tuesday uh, about Oregon-Utah. You said common opponent. And I think there's a really good chance, Dirt, come Monday, we're not talking about UW winning 35-6, that kind of margin. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there's a real chance we talk about a closer game. But I also would say that, to me, is not an indicator of difference between two programs. No, doesn't have to be. I think UW's style of football, offensively, and how their defense is kind of middle of the road, not great, the run game, eh, very hit and miss. I just think that style lends itself to closer contests. And I think Oregon's brand of football for most teams is hard to keep up with because of the physicality on the offensive line and the physicality on the front seven, mm-hmm. not to mention they're, they're big DBs. And so, like, I think a lot of people come Monday, maybe they point to the two games and they say, well, look what Oregon did to USC and look how UW only beat, beat them by 10 and look what UW did with Utah versus what Oregon did. And I just, I don't think that's the way to measure it. I don't think that's a good measuring stick. Like, if they win, they win. I... UW plays a more finesse style of football with just like elementary elements of their offense. We're slinging the rock. Mm -hmm. We're not ground and pound. And I just think that can open you up to closer contests. So common opponent stuff is there. I don't know if Monday, if UW wins a narrow game and Oregon blows out USC, I'm really going to point to either one of those (laughs) matchups for both programs and say, see, this means I think Oregon is the better team right now. Common opponent doesn't change my my thinking in that. Yeah, that's more of like a warning to Husky fan of like, if that is the scenario, just brace yourself. Because if you think the noise is loud now, oh, people sure. like ranking Oregon ahead of them and talking about point spreads and all that. My advice, my free unsolicited advice to Washington fan is just don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't think they do. I, 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 think, I think what bothers Husky fan is I think the every, noise. It's sure. like, if, if, if it was reversed, if Oregon would have beaten UW, mm-hmm. And then Oregon you, went through this a couple of years ago. We went through this. And Oregon fan was exactly how Washington fan is right now. What do you mean? When they beat Ohio State, and then two weeks later they lost to Stanford, so that's a difference. They lost to Stanford. But Oregon the rest of that season was not a good-looking team. They, yes. They lost to Stanford. Okay. They barely beat Cal. They were lucky to beat Like You go look at their schedule, and by the time the playoff rankings came out, there was the argument of who should be ranked higher, Oregon or Ohio State. They had the same record. Oregon beat them, but, but Ohio, Ohio State, State was blowing better. people out. Yeah. And so we went through this. And I remember a lot of Oregon fans got upset. And in hindsight, I was like, dude, it's like let it settle itself. If you're the better team, you're going to have a chance to prove it again, not at home field, on a neutral site. And so people want to tell you for the next three weeks if you're that Oregon's better than you, don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Because if you win out, you're going to go to Vegas. If Oregon wins out, they're going to go to Vegas, and you're going to have a chance to shut everybody up. Right. Because everybody is going to pick Oregon to win that football game. That's just the way that we're trending right now. So that was more of like a just brace yourself. If Washington wins by six, like 31 or 31-24, something like that, win by a touchdown, 
touchdown and Oregon wins by three touchdowns at home, that narrative is going to continue yeah. to grow. And people are going to say, see, this is what we're talking about. But to your point, it doesn't mean anything when the two teams meet again, if they meet again in Vegas. It doesn't have any bearing on that. I would say from the Husky perspective, as I can sometimes infiltrate that fan base because my cousin went there so I can kind of like blend in and be a Husky for a second. I think what bothers me more than the noise of Oregon is better than Washington right now, I think what bothers me more that I'm keeping in the back of my head is how many times I've already heard Oregon minus six and a half in the rematch (laughs) or Oregon minus eight and a half on the rematch. And like that might happen, Mm -hmm. but that's a pretty big number between two teams who have played the last two games a margin of six total points. Six total points. It would be a swing of nine in the spread from the first time they met. And so, like, when you get to those kind of numbers after my team had already beaten the Ducks, I that's what I'd be holding on to a little more than this week by week. Well, Oregon looked really good, and UW didn't look as good. That's whatever. It'll settle itself in the Pac-12 title game, and that's where I would be upset because of the margin between the two teams, according to some odds makers. Yeah, blowing out USC has no bearing on if you're going to beat Washington again in Vegas. No. like it, or, or for the first time, I should say, this year. So it has no bearing on that. I think the aspects of Utah-Washington that I'm fascinated by, Utah is coming off a cakewalk, 52-3 to win, in which their feet are up in the second half. Washington is coming off a game that they were they were pushed. I mean, USC was right there. They got a big sack like in the game. Their defense came up a big place, but that was a back-and-forth barn burner. You're using a lot of energy late-night game, and this is just starting a gauntlet for them. We knew it all year, starting with USC. Now you get Utah. Next week, you got to quit Corvallis, and so yeah. can you bring it three weeks in a row? This is undoubtedly the toughest stretch of their schedule. Uh, let's get to some NFL. We'll get back into college football, but there's a little bit of the local taste on Oregon, USC, and Utah, and Washington. Let's get to the NFL. Some observations I made from the schedule on the NFL. We'll do it next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
I have a couple college notes I want to get to. We'll get back into Oregon SC, UW, Utah. But a little bit on Oregon State, Stanford. Cougs, I, I love you, Coug fan. You know I love you. I don't know what to talk about anymore with them. They're so, so disappointing. Yes, they are. Uh, pick your poison this weekend. Uh, it, we hyped up last weekend. I feel like the couple weekends where we've had like two or more great games on the schedule for the NFL, we've hyped them up, and then <laughs> they've just been absolute duds. The Ravens happen. Is that what you're talking about? How we got excited for Ravens and Lions, and it was 800 to nothing, and then Ravens and Seahawks. This is a good game, and oh, dude, I put over. I put Ravens Seahawks <laughs> on my iPad while the red zone was on the big screen, and it was I just found myself zoning out of the iPad. I'm like, no, that, that, that this is over. No need to watch that. And over quickly. Hawks, Commanders. I'm excited about that game. Ravens, Browns. Does it for me. Niners, Jags. Very excited. Lions and Chargers. I like it. I thought you'd say, oh my. <laughs> uh, and then who could ever forget? Raiders, Jets. <laughs> you you poo-poo that game. I'm not watching that game. And that might fall under ugly football. That's um, going to be a close competitive game that actually has playoff implications. I mean, all the Jets games are close and competitive because their defense is good and their offense can't get a first down. So that game, I guarantee you, will be something along the lines of 13-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. The Raiders will have like 174 total yards of offense. <laughs> Zach Wilson would have taken three terrible sacks by that point and probably thrown two interceptions. And then, hey, it's anybody's ball game in the fourth quarter. That's exactly how that game will go. Mark it down. Replay that on Monday. So how many I, – I went through the whole schedule, and I just yep. was like, have implications uh, and matter. There's one that you didn't include that I'm actually kind of excited for, too. Can I throw one more into the bunch? Absolutely. People might laugh. Actually, there's two more. Can I throw two more two into the bunch? Two more? There's two more. I think there's a really good slate in the NFL I, this weekend. Okay, what two games did I miss here? Uh, I'm actually pretty excited for Cincinnati-Houston. C.J. Stroud coming off the rookie record, going on the road. Like, the Texans are 4-4. Four and four. They got a shot at the They're playoffs. They're flirting with the playoffs. They're flirting. Yeah. Cincinnati seems sure. to be back. They got a lot of injuries at wide receiver. No it's Higgins. a six-and-a-half-point spread. Like, mm. I got excited about it. Like, what, can CJ go do it again? I'm very excited to watch that game. The other one, and this is because the NFC is largely stupid outside of two or three teams, the wild card race in the NFC is going to be fascinating over the next couple of months. There are two teams that are currently alive and have a great shot at making it. One maybe is a division winner. Saints and Vikings, both five and four. Yeah, de I facto about playoff it. I game. About it. Dobbs can he can he win back to back games? Dave, you know, Carr and his stupid eyeliner. I'm excited about that game. I think the Saints suck. I do too. I also don't think the Vikings are very good. I don't think they are either. <laughs> Justin Jefferson got elevated into practice. I don't yes. know. I don't think he's pr- playing. I don't this think he's going to play this weekend. I but think he's back. Yes, he's, he's he's getting ready. You got like when you come back from an IR, what do they got? Like a 21 day window where you can start practicing, and then you got like three weeks basically to activate a guy. What are we What are we going to do with Dobbs if he wins? <laughs> We're going to look at the Vikings as a playoff team, man. Are we? They've won like 3 in a row and 4 out of 5. They're playing good ball right now. So you think the Pastronauts really going <laughs> to potentially lead the Vikings to the playoffs? Dude, there's bad quarterbacks who make the playoffs all, right. all the time. That's all the, the time. Yeah, I don't. Daniel Jones won 10 games last year. <laughs> Think about Vanillavik. He won a playoff game last year against those Minnesota Vikings, and he sucks. I'm afraid that Niners Jags is going to end up being a dud. Mm. I'm afraid. Well, Chase Young's debut this weekend. You mean in terms of you think it'll be a blowout? That's the dud it well, is? Well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe the Jags will win this game. I think it's actually a good spot for him, I think. I think the Niners are in 
dealing with some stuff offensively. The Debo injury has hurt them. He's going to be back, though. Purdy's getting a lot of pressure, man. Oh, by the way, wore his hat backwards yesterday. Might be out on him. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. His hat wasn't facing forward. He was back on his farm last week, though. They had a buy. He's on the farm with the wife. He's feeling good, man. I just, the unfortunate thing with the NFL, and I love me the NFL. Mm -hmm. I will watch every weekend. It's hard to really pinpoint games and go, man, look at these games. Because what was the game of the weekend last weekend? I hate to tell everybody this. It wasn't Bengals-Bills. It was Falcons-Vikings. And I can't believe I said that out loud. But that was the most entertaining game of the day. A guy who had just signed to a team that he knew nobody on and had never taken a snap with the center, was asked to come in and run plays as his coach told him what the play was every single play, and he won a road game. <laughs> that he did. So, like, I, we label all these games, and it's going to end up being... What what's it probably going to end up being this weekend? It's going to be something stupid. It's going to be like Colts and Pats as an time classic. <laughs> Levis is going to throw for three tuds. Baker's going to throw for three tuds. Overtime thriller that ends in a field goal. That's how the NFL is. Packers Steelers is going to be the best game of the weekend. Oh no, I can I can guarantee you that will not be the best game of the weekend. I'm just saying, you see my Chargers, point though, right? Chargers Lions has the potential. Oh my! For all sorts of wacky. I agree with that. Yes. I, I'm actually really excited for Chargers and Lions. I, I think that, like, Brandon Staley the last couple of weeks has come out and done the whole, this is what our defense looks like when we're healthy. It's like, well, you also played the Bears and the Jets. Tyson Bajant. Like, let's pump the brakes a little bit, okay? Zach Wilson is not good. It doesn't take somebody with a brain to realize that he's not good. Sure. So now you're taking on the Lions. You want to come out and pump your chest and say, our defense is back and we're healthy and look how good Bosa looks, even though he missed practice this week because he was sick, so that was ironic. He's finally back and healthy. That guy just doesn't <laughs> no, play. No, he missed he the practice again. Play. So let's see it. Let's see it. You're taking on Detroit. That's a playoff team in the NFC. It's one of the best teams in the NFC. Can you get that win? The Chargers are back at 500. That's a massive game for them, man. Like, the AFC wildcard race is going to be nasty. you got all those teams in the north. you got the Bills, the Dolphins. Like, the East is going to be difficult. And so I, this is one, if you're the Chargers, if you want to make the playoffs, you got to win a game like this. You eventually have to beat one of these teams that is that people view as better than you. You can't just beat up on the Bears and Jets and make the playoffs. They need this one. Well, also, don't overlook I, – see, I, I hear what you're you're saying and you're right, but I think this is probably bigger for Detroit because they're stuck in between the Niners and Eagles right now of of keeping at the top of the NFC. And they're not out of getting the one seed. No, they're not. They're still they're only a game behind Philly. And I think they're a very good team. I don't think Baltimore is representative of who they are. And, you know, Dan Campbell actually liked that his team got his ass kicked in Baltimore. I know he wasn't happy, but he basically said, This is good for us. We need this. Sometimes you need to be humbled. I think they're a better team than the Chargers. I've I thought about too. spraying the line on them all week. I think that's. I think they're going to win that game by more than three points. But, yeah, it's, I mean, for both of them, it's a massive game because the Lions are trying to keep lockstep with the Niners and the Eagles, and they want home field if they can get it. And so here they are. They can't let these games slip away. It's crazy to think, just for a moment, noodle on the idea that if the Lions do lose to the Chargers this weekend, our Roar boys go down in L.A. in front of all Detroit fans. Yeah. And the astronaut wins in Minnesota. The pastronaut. He's a quarterback. Pastronaut. And he's an astronaut. They call him a pastronaut. I don't like that. I'm just going to call him an astronaut. I kind of like the pastronaut. If the Vikings win this weekend, they are a game out of first place. 
<laughs> just actually, I think it would be a half game because they'd be six and four, and the Lions would be six and three. They're so, a half game out of first place. So stupid. The other game I'll throw at you, very excited for, and this one probably will not end up being great, but it's the Seahawks. So you know what? It probably will. Seahawks and Commanders, man. Yeah, I think that's a big one, man. Like I, the, the commies are not very good. They had the fire sale. They just got a random win last weekend, but they just played their good games. So. Exactly. They're probably going to lay a dud in Seattle. And Seattle has a tendency to play down in competition. And they have games that you're just like, are you there? Hello? Yeah. Like, I just, I don't really know what to make of the Seahawks at this point in the year. They went from last week being in first place to this week being like, should we bench Geno Smith? It's funny how quickly the world turns. They should have lost. I'm still stuck on yeah. the Brown game. They, they should have lost they that They should have lost to the Browns. And I think they it'd be Florida a very... losing to the Cardinals a couple of weeks yeah, ago did. at home. That was a tight, uncomfortable game in the fourth quarter. Uh, what we'll more in the NFL as we go along? We'll spray the line as well. Coming up next, will history be made in college football this weekend? I'll tell you how next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know what fight song this is? I can tell you a lot of fight songs. I know you can. It's your, it's your sneaky good talent. <laughs> you know what it's from? It's from playing NCAA football. I used to play that game religiously. And all they, they would play in the background would be fight songs. And so they just play over and over and over and over and over again. And so I, I know a lot of fight songs. I hate this uh, one. Uh, why don't you like Michigan? What's wrong with Michigan? It's Ohio State. Oh, it's Ohio State. <laughs> I thought we were going to play the Michigan fight song. Uh, it's just something in the system happened. This sounds kind of crappy, too. Like, it sounds like... Are we okay over there? Are we still on yeah, the air? Yeah, something's happening here. So I just said in our ears, something went wrong. <laughs> Well, why are you? Well, no, there, we had all these fight songs listed, and I went to pull it up, and then it said access denied. Can you turn I'm this like, off? This sounds awful. Oh, yeah. I appreciate your effort, and I know this isn't your fault. Now, you just went up. Why did you go up? <laughs> because it was stuck, and I have to go above the decibel level to It's already a it. sticky board? Yeah. Yeah. What fan employees hanging around after dark? Um, how do you think Michigan is going to respond to all of this stupid noise? This weekend at Penn State. That's not the history that could be made. I'll get to that in a second. How do you think the Wolverines are going to respond? Reportedly, they're supposed to find out today their punishment as they're in the air going to Happy Valley. (laughs) So I don't know what's going to happen with Harbaugh, but he's he's planning to coach. His attorney came out and said he's going to be on that plane. He's flying to Penn State, and he's he's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, will there be a suspension? I don't know. How quickly can you file a lawsuit to challenge it? I don't know how all of that legal mumbo-jumbo works. I, d- I don't think this is going to have that big of an impact on the game. I, I more so think the bigger impact is, I don't know how good Michigan is, man. I yeah, just, you do. I just don't. Yeah, you do. I mean, are they the best team in the country? Penn they- State has six top ten wins in the 21st sure. century. The That's same great. number as Purdue, Iowa State, Pitt. See, I don't even like doing that, though. Ohio Why? State's never had a good NFL quarterback. What is What does Penn State from 2004 have to do with Penn State now? I mean, their common things are that they don't beat the great team in their conference. I know, but here's here. I I totally get the argument. I think you know how good Michigan is. I don't. Are they the best team in the country? Are they the second best team? Are they better than Georgia? Are they better than Ohio State? Are they? They don't you think they're better than Ohio State by just look based on what you saw last year and based on what you've seen this year with Kyle McCord? (laughs) Did did they know Ohio State signs the entire game last year? 
Well, yeah, but the one that we used as a highlight, Ohio State scored a touchdown. Sure. So, like, that didn't do everything for them in that game. Let's do the playoff. Based on the way Michigan played against TCU and based on the way Ohio State played against Georgia, who do you think was better? They both lost. Sure, they Does did. Does it matter? And Georgia beat TCU by 8,000 points, and Ohio State should have won that game if Kirby Smart doesn't call a timeout when they're trying to call a fake field goal on fourth down. Like, I just, I don't know, man. This cheating stuff has thrown a wrench into everything about Michigan. That final score was 51-45, by the way. Michigan, TCU. TCU. It was a shootout. They were down big, and they came back in the second half. It was a great game. We had a great playoff last year, really, for the first time ever. Mm. Uh, but I think nobody, there's not a person alive that would argue that TCU was a harder opponent than Georgia, and Ohio State should have beaten Georgia, and then we know how the national championship went. So I'm not just going to go for two years and say Michigan's been dominant, therefore they're going to be dominant again. I think Penn State has a legitimate shot to win this weekend. I Are really you taking do. Penn State? I would take them with the points, yeah. No. I don't know about to win outright, but I they were right there with Ohio State in Columbus. If you don't have a weird defensive penalty and that defensive touchdown holds, you might have had a different outcome there. That kid couldn't do anything. He threw like 45 yeah. times for like 110 yards. I would also awful. add that it's different to go into Columbus and do that than to do it at home. And they're going to be at home in front of their crowd this weekend. It is hard to win on the road in college football. It is. And Michigan has played literally I know. nobody this year. I hate the schedule. Nobody. I absolutely hate it. I think we do know how good they are. They're a good team. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I know. I'm just saying like if you want to be considered a national t- this is a game you go win. You, you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you've beaten nobody. This was the stuff on Tuesday that pissed me off with uh, McElroy. It's like we're questioning Oregon's wins and losses against Alabama. It's like, why is nobody, do- why is Michigan ranked third? How are they allowed to be ranked third when resumes are supposed to matter? But that's not an issue, but Oregon being ranked ahead of Alabama is. They have not beaten a ranked team all season. So if you're a top three team, go prove it, man. Go blow them out. Will history be made? Rutgers, Iowa is now the lowest over-under in football history. <laughs> At 28 and a half last last week, it was Northwestern Iowa, and it was 29 and a half, and it cleared by 12 yes. points. Easy. Seven. Very I, easy. I read you the play-by-play of the first half, which basically was punt, punt, fumble, punt, interception, punt, <laughs> punt, 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 half. A lot of punts in there. Will we get history under 28 and a half, Rutgers, Iowa? I don't think so. You think Rutgers is going to blow them out, don't you? I don't think they're going to blow them out, but I think Rutgers has a functioning offense. Rutgers isn't a bad team. They're not a bad team. Not a yeah, bad but team. It's still, against, I mean, it was Ohio State, so it's a little different, but they couldn't, they could, they, they kicked field goals forever. Sure. They got stuck inside the five and had to settle for two. 28 a low is there a prop on this with no offensive touchdowns? <laughs> That'd be a great nine to six, <laughs> all twelve field goals. to nine. Yeah. Like let's now even you can twelve see nine a makes you touchdown. You can see a scoop and score yeah. or a pick six or punt a return punt or something, return yeah. or something. But if there's <laughs> if there's a prop for no offensive touchdowns, I'm also rooting hard against Iowa. Yeah, I, I don't like. I don't. Yeah. I would know. Hey, they finally said the Ferenc kid's not coming back next year. Yeah, they're letting him coach the rest of the year. Who do like, you think they're going to go hire? <laughs> you think you think yeah. Kirk Ferenc is going to go? Yep, I'm just going to take some guy I don't like. Yeah, some brilliant offensive mind is going to be like, sign me up for that overhaul. <laughs> I want that job. 
I just I don't want them in the Big Ten championship game, and so I like please for the like that game's gonna suck no matter who's in so it. So if they don't go, at least, who's in that? Yeah, division? you're you're acting like Iowa is so much worse I would than much, watching Nor- Nebraska. Or I would rather watch Nebraska. No, I would, would rather watch Wisconsin. No, and I would rather watch Minnesota. Dude, we just watched Ohio State Wisconsin. They scored ten points. I'd rather watch that. Give me that game over Iowa. Give me that game. I I, I don't think there's any they have difference. scored 166 points this year. Yeah. Iowa 166. What's the record? I don't care. It's better than Minnesota. It's better than Nebraska. <laughs> it, like, and it's better and than Wisconsin. Yes. Wisconsin scored two twelve, baby. That's a sixty point there difference. Okay, but their record's Again. better than all those teams you is listed. It great defense. I want nothing bad to football? do. Yeah, is that a good football game or a bad football game? Rutgers Iowa. We put that as a awful football. Awful football. That should awful? not be allowed. It should not. It should be banned. They should never be allowed to play FBS football again. I have a theory that Greg Schiano looks in the mirror all week and goes, "I can't wait for this game." <laughs> I think Greg Schiano lives for this game. Rutgers has scored nearly a hundred points more than <laughs> Iowa this year. <laughs> it's insane. Nearly a hundred points more than <laughs> Iowa. That's going to be such a bad football I just game. feel genuinely bad for Iowa fans. I don't. You choose to pay and watch that product. <laughs> that's on you, man. Like, at some point, give me a give me something that's entertaining to watch. This is not entertaining in any way, shape, or form. It's an embarrassment. I'd rather go make fake crop circles just to get the news out to my house than watch Iowa football. Here's a fun poll question. How many points would Iowa score on USC's defense? <laughs> Could they get to 20? 15. Is that a scheduled game next year? Oh, good question. Let me see. (laughs) Let me see. Lincoln Riley. Lincoln (laughs) Riley losing a game fifteen to twelve. Oh God. That would put him in a hellscape, wouldn't it? I mean, they're just the they're the inverse of each other. Like, they if are. you just cared about the other side of the ball, uh, <laughs> they are not on USC schedule next year. Are you saying Iowa and USC should just get married and have yes, a baby? And they like, should. Now we're the greatest. Like football. USC, if you just cared about defense, how good you could you be? Iowa's defense is pretty good. Their defense isn't bad. They've always been good. If you just care, if you just had a pulse. Offensively, how good could you be? Well, how do they get all these tight ends and their offense is always this bad? How do you get George Kittle and Fant and Hawkinson? Okay, so like, how do you get all these guys? The one to go see uh, Washington is at Iowa October 12th. Next I have year. text my cousin. At Iowa? In yeah. Iowa? I've okay. text my cousin and said, Are you interested? Because I just want to see the spectacle of 12 points in person. And they get the Huskies the week after they go to Ohio State. <laughs> And I want to wave to the children. I want to see the venue and see how Iowa fan actually feels about Kirk Ferentz. And then I want to wave to the kids. I've thought about going to that game specifically. Uh, we do get USC-Iowa in 2025. We got that game. It's Where in is L- it? In L.A. Uh, in L.A. Oh, that's, that's, that's not the you same. You want to see it in Iowa. Yeah. It makes it more entertaining. In November when it's yeah. like 13 degrees <laughs> yep. and you're like, God, why are we playing this 80, game? 80,000 people choosing to dress in all yellow in one section and black in the other to watch their team score six points. <laughs> and score an offensive touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to be the most miserable people in America, don't yes. they? The Iowa football fan? No, they're happy. No. Life is easy. They love their corn. <laughs> I don't think they like that team. They have to hate that give me, team. Give me a big steak and some corn. Life's good. Yeah. I think that's the benefit of there's nothing else to do in Iowa. Again, I'd rather make crop circles on my own farm <laughs> and then be like, look what happened here, than go you know, watch that they team They can't play watch football. Major League Baseball. Their six teams blacked out in their market. What are, oh, God. What are you doing? Uh, hour number two. Let's dive in. USC and Oregon. And then we'll get to UW and Utah as well. Loaded second hour. Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.